Dear Lord, I just thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing right now. You're so good to us, Lord. And right now, Father, in this moment, this very second, Father, we stand in awe of you. Again, back to you with consistent weekly podcasts of what's happening in Full Circle Refuge. Um, just to say, this is Who Am I? Identity Crisis of Youth Today. A podcast. This podcast is a collection of articles, comments, ideas with lots of truth to share with others that are really interested in real change in our youth today. Yes, this is Devin Harris, as I've already said, Director of Full Circle Refuge, a juvenile justice ministry that serves the southeast of the U.S. for the past 20 years. I'm glad to be back today. I thought that today would be kind of unique, and maybe for the next couple weeks, um, many of you all heard, or maybe have not heard, that I'm in the process of writing a book for the last two years. Um, I'm not... My gifts and talents is not writing, uh, just confess that, so pray about that, but I have written a manuscript and, and been working it, tweaking it, tweaking it, but I thought, how about let's do the audible part of it um, and see what you think. So that's what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks. It's very powerful. It's very personal. I want you to understand that. It's been edited, so it's, it flows well. Um, I want to share this with the world. Um, I pray, my prayer is that it impacts, it challenges, it changes someone, Lord. Please, to challenge somebody and to see the world I've seen in my past as a child and my transition um, into what I am today. And I hope you enjoyed, so sit back and enjoy. Who Am I? Identity Crisis of Youth by Devon Z. Harris Introduction My son, listen to your father's discipline and do not neglect your mother's teaching because discipline and teachings are a graceful garland on your head and a golden chain around your neck. Proverbs 1, 8 and 9 I'm excited to share this testimonial of what God has done and is doing in my life, beginning with who I am and where I came from. My dad and mom are Dan and Leona Harris. My family tree is from Charles and Liffa Harris and Randolph and Lily Green family. My mom and dad moved from a small town in North Carolina to the big city 
of Richmond, Virginia. When I was born, my mom and dad took a lot of pictures of me because they thought I was going to be their only child. My brothers and sister are kind of jealous of those thing, times. Now, I was born in 1961, and as my mom and dad worked hard to provide for us, we moved around the city of Richmond from Churchill to Highland Park to the west side of Richmond during my childhood years. Being the oldest brother of the family, I was very confused about life, church life, and it was all very challenging to understand. Now, my mom and dad raised us well. They had moral standards in the house. However, it didn't make too much sense to me at that time. I made a confession of faith to Jesus Christ when I was about seven. But I knew I was just doing it for approval from my parents. The only thing I remember about that event was getting baptized with a tall guy that was bald-headed. Maybe there is something in the water that got on me. I am bald now. I remember my grandmother walking up the aisle and everybody was excited about Zane, that's my middle name, Devon, receiving Christ. There was, there was not a lot of fruit or change to see in my life. As I, as I became a teenager, I struggled with society and culture. I remember we would join a church and I could, even, could not even quote a verse from the Bible as we joined. Throughout the teenage years to become an adult, I battled with the world's, world's temptations and my family's Christian morals. I finally gave up and sold out to the world and looked for every chance I could to get to look good in front of my family and to look appealing to the world at the same time. At age 14, I was very distracted with seeing, seeking my identity as a person. Now, I played the piano for four years. Even though I love music, I cannot even play the piano or read music today because I was distracted by something in my life. I was a follower of negative things instead of a leader of good things. Many years ago, my dad said that somebody in his family, his children, are going to be called by God. Despite my dad's expectation, I canceled that option out of my life. I followed the crowd, and I'm not proud of my past. My goal in life was to find the undesirables without my family knowing everything about who I really was. Now, I went into the U.S. Army because I needed a career, and I didn't want to be a carpenter. My father was a carpenter. My brother is a carpenter. Both my grandfathers were carpenters, too. I just felt like I didn't want to hit my thumb too much or climb on roofs. I love flying, and that is what I wanted to do. I knew how to fly an airplane by the time I was 15 years old and actually flew an airplane on my own. I saved the money for lessons to learn how to fly, and my dad took me to the airport to learn. However, I was not able to continue lessons because I allowed someone or something to steal my dream. I should have been an airline pilot or fighter pilot, but I was distracted by the undesirables. I did not know or follow my foundation or what my family had taught me. Now, at the age of 17 and a half, I joined the U.S. Army. 
I remember my dad telling me, nobody goes into the army unless there's an option from the judge to not go to jail. There was a time like that in the past when I said my dad had changed. I wanted to get away from everything. I did not like my parents' lifestyle, and I did not like the church life neither. I also did not like my community because I had an identity crisis. Because of where we live, sometimes I thought I was the wrong color. No one looked like me in my neighborhood, and my peers questioned me about where I was from. What is my race? What are you? The fear of being asked, these questions actually put fear in me. I knew this fear was still there when I entered basic training in the Army. I, but I felt the freedom to be who I wanted to be without any restraints from God, church, or my family. Now I could do as thou will. Yes, my will. No one else but Devin's will mattered to me. It felt good, but I was really disconnected from God, my mom, and my dad. I could live this false life and still go home to saying Jesus loves me with my family, and they would think everything is okay. It may have felt like freedom, but it was false freedom. I served 20 years in the Army and loved every bit of it. I jumped out of perfectly good airplanes, traveled all over the world, was even sent on some missions that I still cannot talk about today. I loved the Army. I loved the Army. At that time, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I remember going to Korea for the first time, and I did, want, did not want to go. I wanted to go somewhere else, like Germany, but not Korea. They love to drink beer in Germany, and it's heavy-duty drinking over there with the big cups. My thinking was so selfish, and we wanted, when we want something desired, we try to put God in the loop to get us something out of His will. I asked God why He was sending me to Korea. I wanted to go to Germany. I did not know then that God's will ne will never bend to our will. I was trying to make him conform to my image and to my identity. I had no idea what he had had waiting for me in Korea. When I got off the plane in Korea, I still act like a fool and found the undesirables where I could fit in with whatever the norm was at the moment. I had a great career in a techno field but I still wanted to serve myself with the ungodly things of life. In the midst of everything going on in Korea, God brought me the queen of my life, and she is now my wife of 30 plus years. It did not make sense to me why I was there even with meeting the queen of my life. We married for all the wrong reasons, just wanted to fit into the norm of GI life in Korea, looking for a woman to sleep with. Again, I did not know what God was doing, to get me to a true identity. We married and enabled each other in a lack of true identity to continue all the same bad habits of feeling our desires without God. I remember announcing to my mom and dad I was getting married. There was no way they were going to be able to do this in a traditional way and meet the lady that I love. There was no way for them to travel around the world to meet her since we had a disagreement before I left for Korea. They thought I did this to get back at them and that I was doing something to go against their beliefs. I disrespected them and thought my false identity let them know who I really was at that time. I made my decision and we were married. 
When we arrived in, in the U.S., my parents and other families still showed us love and welcomed my wife's son and I with open, open arms. No strings attached. Our lives went well. We, went, we attended church when we were with them. However, we were not stationed near my family, and apart from them, we could do our own thing without church or them in our lives. Stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, the 101st Airborne Division, we were set to live our new lives in America as we please. During this time, Sun was introduced to the church by way of some Korean ladies that knew there was a new Korean, young lady, Korean lady in the community. Sun went to church just to be around her people, and also thought this would be a, I also thought this would be an easy way to look good to my family. One day, Sun came home and shared that she accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord, personal Savior. I decided to open the Bible to check her out, as though I knew something. But the new son, my wife's son, started to pray for me to really know Jesus as not only my Savior, but as the Lord of my life. Now, son knew we had two different identities in our marriage. Son had been transformed, yet I kept going down deeper into selfish desires and spoke outspoken sins in my life. Son's prayers were finally answered. It was called Desert Storm. Number one, I question God. Why are you sending me to a place where people that do not believe in God like I do? I was speaking to God as though I really knew something about Him. When I went to the, that country, I was mad at people and mad at God. I did not want to be there without the norms of my life, my wife, house, fishing, and my riding lawnmower. It was when bullets started to fly that people got on their knees. I was one of those soldiers that got on his knees before God in a foxhole. God took hold of my life right there in the desert. The change did not happen quickly. I started to read Psalms 91 from a book that was given to me. And I still, have old, I still had the old addictions to deal with in my heart. I promised God that if he would get me out of this war alive, I would serve him to the fullest. Words can mean a lot of things and sometimes means nothing at all. And when the war was over, I remember getting off the plane in Bangor, Maine to celebrate with others as soldiers and as heroes with a beer in my hand. I said, thank God I'm home. Now safely at home, all I want to do is celebrate the homecoming and party. I forgot my promise to God. I settled back into my old self, but also doing the church thing with my wife. I was still at loss for who I was, my identity in Christ. I had to do a temporary army mission in Illinois. We went to a party for finishing up the mission. At the party, soldiers were drinking and drinking and telling their jokes, even telling the jokes that were not funny unless you were under the influence of alcohol. The jokes meant nothing to me because I had become the respectable non-drinker and was drinking a soft drink in order to be able to drink, drive the drunks home after the party. I looked and there was a Budweiser looking at me, but I really wanted to know that Bud, I really want you to know that Bud does not make you wiser. It doesn't matter how convincing the commercials are during the games. So I looked at Bud and asked God, how about one so I can fit in and be the norms with the crowd? I thought. I would be okay trying to make God 
change his will to conform to my selfish desires. This does not work. I was only fooling myself. The old self was trying to get a foothold in my life again. Bud and I had it out that party, and Bud did not win. God defeated Bud that day in my life, and I have not had another drink. It is such a freedom from the bondage of the bottle and from seeking a false identity in the drink. This false identity is to be something else under the influence of the drink, to hate you and to hate who God is, God created. Think about it. Under the influence of Bud, it's not you speaking, it's the spirit in the Bible. The Bible. The bottle. From that day, I grew up in the Lord, and I retired from the U.S. Army in 1999. I was afraid because I did not know anything else but the military. 17 years old to 37 years old. That was my life. 20 years in the Army. Son asked me before I retired, Well, what are you going to do? I was thinking some technology firm would pick me up to make big money because I thought I was smart and I would be making 100000 a year. But God started dealing with my heart towards ministry because He had already started to work with, we had already started to work with young men and juvenile senators. In 1999, I stepped out of the army without a job to show for in the future. But God knew, grew, and developed us into ministry today, as we call Full Circle Refuge. This ministry now supports me and son full time as missionaries to at-risk youth throughout the southeast of USA. God has supplied all our needs now because we have committed to serve and reach disconnected youth and our society with the gospel of Jesus Christ to see true transformation in their lives. We're not turning back for nothing else of this world because God has called us to such a time as this. Now is the time to see many young minds that are seekers of truth to come and know the Lord as their personal Savior and Lord. We will not back down nor give up on these young minds that God has called us to. These young minds that we see every day have taught me the theology of God that I truly believe and live. I'm committed to be sold out for Him in everything in my life. Soon after I started the ministry, the Lord used the ministry of prison fellowship to burden my heart for students at the youth development campus in Augusta, Georgia. As I continued to meet with them weekly, my life began to grow in a major change up towards my Creator God. God showed me the need to, is great, but the workers are few at the YDCs in the state of Georgia. So I started to commit to this ministry for my life, seeking everything I can to improve the delivery of the gospel to the students that are in YDC. First, I attended the instructor training course by Prison Fellowship in Atlanta, Georgia, and was able to see a big picture of the need and the resources that can be used to reach the least of these, as commanded in Matthew 25:40. I attended a street gang juvenile crime course. I also returned to college and changed my major to criminal justice to learn and understand the inside and out of the outside of the penal system and what students at YDC had to deal with. God introduced many opportunities in my life for preparation for His will in my life. Presently, I serve as the Executive Director of Full Circle Refuge, a juvenile justice ministry for the South Ace. It is hard to believe that over the years I have made a decision about my promotion in the Army or God's promotion in His Army. What a journey has been for all of us. We have learned so much about ourselves, about others, and about God. 
we have learned to rely solely on Him as we face new challenges, new relationships, and every new day. Now we are on the front lines of God's army fighting to move forward on shaky ground as we pursue new arenas in life and ministry. God is keeping our arms in the heat of the battle and we are having a blessed and fun time. There are many men right now in this world, in this church, in the church pew that are bucking against God towards what He has called them to do, a mission. This collect, collection of struggles, pains, good and bad times, hope in young minds' eyes is to challenge the church, men of the church to raise up for this mission to reach the lost for Jesus. My life goal is to serve God with all my heart, soul, and mind, to see truth go forth to everybody in my path, to see a hundred of these kids to do the same thing that I'm doing today. Well, that is what God has allowed me to do. Many years ago, I was challenged about the misunderstanding of how I had when I was growing up with Christianity and who God is. It took me many years to get a start on our true purpose as a person. That is what it that is was that is was what it was to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Likewise, there are many, many kids in our neighbors, neighborhoods, towns, cities that are trying to figure out why I am here on this earth. They are seeking the missing link to their lives, God. That's why Full Circle Refuge Ministry exists. To reach out to young people in the community or in lockdown. Many know they are broken or seeking a solution. We have scores of opportunities to interact with kids across the state and share with them about the solution, Jesus Christ. God has truly opened up the op shown us the open door to reach the lost. One of the basic resources that we have been using in learning their cultures and meeting them where they are, are at, not in the church. Many years of speaking, hearing, and listening and challenging youth, I have seen one thing is the problem and the solution their identity as a person. There's, there's so much meter, media info attacking them from all angles to show them that they are someone else. It creates a chameleon mentality, changing colors to the situation of social interactions. When I grew up, I too remember the identity crisis in my life. First, I was first born of my, my family of mom, dad, mom that was raised on a farm with 12 brothers and sisters. They all both were middle of the kids. It, it, it was shown to them from someone else what life was all about. But I, first out the nest was the dangers. I lacked a direction because new norms, a minority in a new culture. April has been milestones, been, always been milestones in my life, changing my life. We now, how, we have a house, we bought our first home, real home after many years of praying for consistency and ministry we live we lived in an apartment for 20 years it has been a blessing desert storm is where god changed and transformed my life into the person that i am now birthday of course that's when i my birthday comes up in april a new number and increased wisdom each year Speaking life over me to get the nation healed yeah. With a flow skill yeah. that is so ill yeah. You will lock everything in my soul's grill yeah. Now I'm finally living what I'm called to do